Thanks for joining us again. Jared and I have decided to uh, indulge ourselves a little bit again. No Gibbo, no Maddie. Uh, Maddie's got uh, he's got a lot of he's got a lot of things on his plate right now. Yes. So we may not hear from him for a little while. Say it's a badical. But we've decided to continue on with the Friday the thirteenth. We're up to part six. Jason lives. But before we get into that, Jared, let's do the the rounds. What have you been watching? Well, what have I been watching? I watched. Uh, started off with a little bit of Detective Pikachu with the kids. How was that? Ah, uh, look, yeah, little little bit out sh- there. Little yeah, bit out there for me. Reasonably funny. Yeah, it was okay. It was all right. I didn't love it, but yeah, kids enjoyed it. So yeah. there's that. I knocked over Glow season three. Yeah. Fuck! What a show. Love it. Absolutely love it. This one gave everyone else a bit of a bit of a chance to shine a little bit. Almost all of the characters had a, had a bit of a moment somewhere, and you know they punch up the cast a little bit. Gina Davis is in there, which I, I didn't even know until I, until I was watching it. But yeah, it's just just an awesome show. Because um, I'd heard I'd heard there'd been some mixed reviews on this uh, season. I, I dug it. I thought it was really good. Which is it's good to hear that. It's, I don't it's, think there was that much of. I don't even think there was a drop off really. Yeah, if you if you like the first ones, I'm, I don't see what you wouldn't like about this one. Yeah, I think I should be fine with it. Yep. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> that was the big one. Ooh. <laughs> uh, you know what, mate? I loved it. Yeah. I was on board. Did you love it? Well, you know, I, it, it's no classic, but it's solid 7 out of 10. Like, I... I exactly what enjoyed, you expected? Yeah, exactly what I expected. I thoroughly enjoyed the cinema experience, mate. Like... It's basically just taking that Fast and Furious formula. You cut away all the family and it's just the two blokes that didn't like each other. And you knew that was always going to be sort of comedic. Yeah. They were going to try and add a bit of comedy in. But they managed to they managed to jam a couple of really nice little car chase sequences. And Hobbs's... Oh, sorry, Shaw's sister is fucking awesome. Like, her work in the action sequences is great. So, yeah, I pretty much got what I expected. The disappointment, I guess, was... No, was Vin Diesel? Idris Elba's character. Well, I didn't really worry too much about that. Idris Elba's character. Yeah, is was, he a bionic or superhuman or something? Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, shit. If you've, if you've gone along with the Fast and the Furious stuff up until this point, it's not too much of a leap to go there, you know? So, <laughs> it was just... The character was just a little bit boring. Yeah. It was essentially... But, the, I mean, the, the bionic stuff actually worked sort of for what they were going for because there was parts of it where he was sort of like the Terminator in like mm. a chase sequence and it worked. Except he had a bike that was sort of like, I don't know, it would just kind of fucking just fold up and things that he was riding well, on. Well, they have those. So he could slide under the... Like, you know, that's what you ride from your car to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but motorbike. Yeah, they, oh, right. <laughs> but right. I mean, there's some, cla- there's some right, So what you're telling me is it was, um, it was pretty legitimate, like a true story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, um, totally realistic, true to life. No, look, if you like the Fast and the Furious stuff, you'll like it. And I know you've been... You have been um, You've been hesitant to jump on board Very. the rest of the Fast and the Furious, mate. But Very. trust me, from five onwards, that's that's what it should be. Part five is fucking awesome. So and you're saying the most one through four, stuff. one through four, don't worry about well, that. They're show. all right. They're okay in their own right. But part five <laughs> is when it sort of goes Take your drift. Heist. Well, it's action stuff, mate. They try to squeeze in a bit of action. If you don't mind the car chases and things like that, you enjoy them to, to an extent. I didn't dislike any of them, really. But... Part five onwards is bloody awesome. Because it's all the heists and shit. Yeah, it's all heists. I mean, part five is some of the most ridiculous stuff I've seen, but it's entertaining as hell. Part 
eight was a little bit over the top. <laughs> it was I can't believe we were in part eight. <laughs> well, mate. I yeah, well, you, we were in Friday the 13th part eight. We yeah. were in I need, you to watch it. I need you to watch it so you can, we can discuss a couple of the things that The Rock does. Okay. In, uh, or in Hobbs and Shaw or in Part 8? In all of them. <laughs> 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 Alright. Oh, look, I believe they're on stand, so I've probably yeah, got yeah. six months. Take them both. I've probably got six months before, before stand folds yeah. <laughs> under the, under the weight of Disney. Let's pretend you, uh, you don't have a bit of a bloody man crush on Statham. You love oh, them. I love Statham, yeah. Look, yeah. I can I can, I can, can go to Statham. I mean, fuck, I went to the Meg for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, you, you know why I went to the Meg? Statham. I went to the Meg because of Statham. And I got Again, enjoyment out of true it. True to life. True. Nathan, yeah, his, legitimate. He interrupted in the middle of working on his PhD. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the best bit about the Meg. <laughs> yeah. But the Meg worked, and I'm sure that Stacey, Statham works yeah. in... Statham, <laughs> Statham works. He has a specific lane, Yeah. and when he's in that lane... I mean, the transporter was on the other night. Yeah. And I sat and watched part of it just yeah. because I was like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. this. This was pretty good. Mate, Shay Serrano summed it up perfectly on The Ringer when he was talking about, you know, that Hobbs and Shaw lets these two blokes just do what they do best. And he said, Statham's got, he said, Statham can give you two, two things. His range extends to two, and it's hard ass and um, cranky bloke with a bit of humour. Yeah. And that's, that's what he gives you in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, and that that works. That yep. works for him. Yeah, I, I, look, I, I I will do the entire Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, if you're not converted, well, if you don't like at least part five and part seven, I'd be very surprised. Okay, I'll look into them. Beyond that, I was in a, a just a martial arts hell. Was it a hell? I was just in in martial arts, fucking top to bottom. You were, you took. Yeah, a week of getting your head kicked in. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I watched Revenger on Netflix, which was a Korean one. The bloke, the lead bloke, had a little bit of Seagal syndrome. He didn't get hit much, but had some pretty pretty effective sequences in there. Not great, but I watched um, Triple Threat as well. Yeah, what was that like? It was okay. It was okay. Is, like, that, is that, that's on Netflix, is it? Yeah. Funnily enough, E.K.U. Weiss is the one that comes out a little bit... Uh, cold on that one I think because he doesn't seem to, he doesn't get as much chance to impress as he usually does now who's in it it's Taja Eko Weiss um, Tiger Chen Tiger Chen Jai White ah Michael Jai White bringing some gravitas Atkins. Scotty Atkins yeah he, he kicks a bit of ass and Michael Bisping ah from the from UFC UFC yeah he's actually alright because yeah. he's just a fucking cranky Brit <laughs> now, he carries on a bit um, so how's Tony Jar going these days because look if anyone listens to our um, our skin trade episode, we, we did. I think we might have mentioned that Tony was looking a little bit slower than you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tony's the, the, the trade wasn't good for Tony. <laughs> no, was, um, was he? Because he's a bit he's, older. Yeah, Tony. He's a bit older. He doesn't. He doesn't quite have the athletic kind of element that he once did. Still throwing a lot of elbows. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Though. Elbows. I love that. Um, Scott Adkins is the one that I thought was the best in this one. He had a couple of sequences that really impressed. They do a couple of smart things, though, with the action stuff. Like, they, they pair up Tony Jar and Michael Jai White at one point because Jai White is so much bigger than him. Mm. So it, it's kind of cool to see the, the whole sort of David and Goliath thing going on there. Um, look, it was okay. I got what I... I got what I... You know what? You don't seem jumping up and down I got what was included in my prepaid $10 a month. <laughs> 
So after that, I got into a little bit of Bruce Lee. Watched Game of Death. Is that the one? That, that's the one where he died during. Yeah. They took that footage yep. and they got in Bruce Lai and Chick up. Norris and all them. <laughs> well, they got in two blokes. I don't know why, but they got in two stunt doubles. Yeah, I think it was one, of them look, one of them who didn't look a lot like him at all. One of them who kind of did. It was weird. And then they also include a story element where he needs facial reconstruction surgery to to explain the change of appearance. <laughs> and then those but fuckers then, then took then footage from his funeral, having, stupid yeah, Footage from his funeral. But then you end up having both stuntmen after the facial reconstruction <laughs> surgery anyway. So, I don't know. Look, Game of Death is a shit fest until, <laughs> until Lee actually appears, which unfortunately is only about 20 minutes of the movie. But the stuff that he's in is fucking awesome. Right. And it would have been awesome, I think. Yeah. The stuff that him and Kareem Abdul-Jabari in, uh, uh, is just, yeah, you can see why it's still kind of iconic. Is that the one with Chuck Norris as well? No. Is that, um, I'm actually, I've started Big that. Big Boss I haven't finished it. No, that's Way of the Dragon. Way of the Dragon. I started is, Way is that, of the Dragon. Are you sure it's not Ace of the Dragon? <laughs> no, I think that might have been Bruce Lyle or, or <laughs> Lee Bruce or... Um, so what do you say? So game of death just, game just of death fast forward to the good stuff. Basically. So it's essentially when he runs up the stairs. So all the way the, the entire movie for fucking near eighty minutes <laughs> is is not Bruce Lee, but a couple of shots where they put his face in or something. At one point they use a fucking cardboard cutout. <laughs> it's, it's just disgraceful. But then there's other points where like the stunt man will get kicked. And then it'll show Bruce Lee's face and do the whore. But he's actually in a, clearly in a different room to what <laughs> the other guys are fighting in. Like, it was in a locker room, and then you see Bruce Lee with this wallpapered background, and you're like... This oh, sounds fucking there. awesome. Are <laughs> 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 you sure this, you weren't watching, um, uh, what was that, like, Kung Pao? <laughs> it could have been. It's on SBS streaming, mate. It's free. Get on board. Um, but yeah, once once the stunt double goes up the stairs, and then the next shot is Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee coming up the stairs. It's it's fucking cool. Yeah. From that point on, um, I followed that up with the Big Boss. The Big Boss used to be my my second favorite Lee movie behind what, uh, Enter dip? the Dragon. <laughs> and then no, look, I still enjoyed that one because it's yeah. him all the way through. Thankfully, yeah. it's just impressive. Just yeah. had like a. You can see why he was starting to gain some traction because he had the skill, martial arts skills, but he had a bit of bit of acting. Charisma, Karasama. Hey, Karasama. Well, don't forget he'd been acting like he acted when he was a kid, so yeah. he'd been doing it for a long time, and he actually had some level of ability. Yeah. So, yeah, big boss. That was good. Happy with it. Yeah. And very, that was it. Very straight down the line, but very enjoyable. Yeah, that was it. Didn't you also watch oh, the no, Wu Assassins? Actually, sorry, yeah, I watched a couple of episodes of Wu Assassins. It was it was just all martial arts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> couple of episodes into Wu Assassins. And how was it? I don't mind it. It's, so is, it is it kid friendly? Uh probably not. Lots of knives and violence <laughs> and blood and um but the but the the, the mystical elements are like Probably not. From a it's kid's not show. at all. No, not at all. <laughs> Unless you're, unless you're a uh, questionable in, parent. Unless you live in my asshole <laughs> yeah, circa 1987. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, just fucking chuck me <laughs> Yeah, look. Um, the, the mystical kind of elements seem like a kid's, a kid's show or a um, not they're, – they're very, very straightforward. Like some of the, some of the parts of the show, uh, you feel like you're watching – 
Bloody, what were, what were we talking about? Donnie Johnson, you feel like you're watching Nash Bridges or something <laughs> when you're in the, in the cop shops, but when they yeah. bust out the, the, the martial, the martial arts, arts, it's it's what you're there for. And right. you get plenty of that. Okay. Hmm. And that's it? Yep. Right. I was in I was in TV land for most of my time. Should have got some um, Kung Fu movies, mate. Yeah, I should have. I'm all set. Maybe I should do that this week. <laughs> um, I, we finished Dirty John. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, Eric Banner is excellent. Still got um, a ton of respect for the for John Meehan. <laughs> zero respect for Johnny Meehan. Real good bloke. Actual piece of shit. <laughs> we watched The Sinner. We actually watched season two first because they're not actually, they're only connected by the detective. Mm. My brother and his wife had said, look, season two's good, but season one's the real winner. So, you know, you watch season two first, get it out of the way. We watched two. Yeah, it was all right. It, it it was really good for the first five episodes where it's kind of keeping you enthralled and then you kind of find out, they, they sort of open up what's going on and, and not once did we sort of go, oh, I didn't see that coming. You know, it's like as they unravel it, exactly just before they're expected. about to unravel, you go, oh, I reckon this is happening. Yeah. And then it just is, you know. We started watching season one and it's... We only end up watching the first two episodes, but it started really interestingly. Mm. She basically just, it's a uh, Jessica Beale, she's down on the, the lake swimming with her kid and her husband, and she's just she's sitting there watching this group in front of her, and she suddenly just gets up with a knife and knifes one of the blokes in front of her. Mm. And she says, I, don't, I didn't know him. I don't know who he is. You know, I'm guilty. But the cop, which is Bill Pullman, starts saying, well, why would you kill him? Like, Why? And they start digging into it, and you start finding out that maybe she had some connections to him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, um, but we've only managed to get the first two episodes in because Mindhunter Season 2 popped up. Wrapped you right in. Oh, mate. Ooh. Love it. Absolutely brilliant. And, and it's it's directed, the first three episodes, I think, were directed by David Fincher. And yep. then Andrew Dominic, the Australian bloke, yep. he's directed a handful of them. There's this really awesome kind of atmosphere to the whole thing it reminded me very much of seven mm. but also it's such a slow burn like it doesn't there's none of this cliffhanger sort of shit it just sort of lets things happen and, and they talk you through these crimes and stuff and you just you're just enthralled and it doesn't an episode doesn't end and you're not like oh there's a cliffhanger you know what's going to happen next mm. it just kind of just rolls forward it's really interesting Really interesting. Definitely worth a look. One of Netflix's best shows, I reckon. One of the their originals. We also watched... Uh, I watched Afterlife, season one. Yeah, pretty good. Dark. Perhaps a little bit too dark. Mm. You know, lacks a little bit of that, that kind of spark that he had in something like The Office. Yeah. It just felt a little bit too dark for me. And... Uh, we ended up watching a show with Nathan Fillion in it, which is now on TV, The Rookie. The Rookie, yeah. By the numbers, but Fillion, mate, he gets me in. He's He's got tons of charisma, mate. It's the only reason why a show like that survives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, we have seen that show a thousand times. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it, that, that, that show is no different to Third Watch or any of those shows that were on previous police procedurals. Yep. But he just brings that little bit that's... A little bit of life, a little yeah. bit of spark. Yeah, a little bit of I'm life. I'm still like getting over his performance in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, it's <laughs> funny. 
That's right. It wasn't either fake cop yeah, on the yeah. TV show. The TV show He's cop. also very funny in um, Santa Clarita Diet mm. as a head. <laughs> yep. We all, I ended up watching a couple of films, um, just some comedy stuff, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Love that movie. Going Dirty, way back. D- yeah, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> Love that movie too. And then I ended up watching the um, American remake of The Intouchables. Yep. Um, starring Kevin Hart and... Um, Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty good. Actually, Kevin Hart was excellent. Couldn't be bothered uh, reading your way through. <laughs> oh, I've seen, I've seen the other one. I've seen the French I've version anyway. That is the better one, yeah. yes. <clears throat> French version is slightly better. But this was fairly down the same line. Pretty good. But was quite amusing, had a bit of emotion. You know, Cranston's an excellent actor, but Kevin Hart steps up. You know, he's, he's much... He dials down that... That annoying part of him. Fuck, you're bagging me for watching Hobbs and Shaw and you've just dropped the phrase Kevin Hart steps up <laughs> to describe his He's acting. much better in this, Kevin Hart. He, <laughs> okay. is, he is actually quite good. All right. And that was it for me. Hmm. Eclectic, eclectic. Cross the board, what? <laughs> so, what's this? Bozo? I just feel like you should be watching more, more martial arts. Oh, uh, yeah, true. Look, I, I probably. <laughs> look, I, I, I slept on that accidentally. A, but you just need to get a bit of bloody triple threat. I slept on that. I really need to get into it. <laughs> if I can find Game of Death, <laughs> I'm immediately no, no, readily available. <laughs> you don't even have to look. Did you say it was on um, SBS on the bed? SBS has got five Bruce Lee movies on there, which oh, is awesome. why I'm currently working my way through. All right, well, better get on that. basically got all the later ones except Enter the Dragon. Ah, well, I saw that recently anyway. Yep. All right, let's take a break. Here's the trailer for 1986's Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. They thought the nightmare was dead. And buried. They were wrong. Jason Lives. Happy Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, Part 6. Starts Friday, August 1st at a theatre near you. Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives from 1986. Written and directed by Tom McLaughlin, who did One Dark Night. And he, I believe he did an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Mm. Top shelf stuff, that. Uh, it's produced well, we've by. Never had really had the chance to relive it, have we? Oh no, you can't find Don't it anywhere. They, you know, they released it on Blu-ray tomorrow. You, you'd purchase Blu-ray. Guaranteed. Oh, well, that on streaming. <laughs> well, Come well, on, Amazon Prime, Mister Game. You watch it. <laughs> <laughs> produced by Don Behrens, who um, he produced Top Dog, starring Chuck Norris. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen that? <laughs> have you heard of that? <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that? No. They also really take Is, the piss that, out that of him. That was basically um, Turner and Hooch with Chuck Norris, wasn't I think it? so. Um, sounds, like, sounds like a winning pitch. <laughs> Look, um, Turner and Hooch, but get me Chuck Norris. That's not getting you a green light. <laughs> That's getting you thrown out of the fucking Yeah, we'll give you 500k and <laughs> make that. <laughs> hey, everyone's throwing you out except Aaron Norris. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I'll drink it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, Donnie Barrett takes a lot of stick in Crystal Lake Memories. Does he? <laughs> they really give him some stick. Yeah, I have They're saying, done. oh, the bike's constantly petty pitching and all yeah. this shit. I've got to go back and read that, to be honest. Yeah, they really do rip into him a little bit. 
It stars Thom Matthews as Tommy Jarvis, Jennifer Cook as Megan Garris, David Kagan as Sheriff Garris, and CJ Graham as Jason. The budget was $3 million. The box office was $19 million in the United States. Now, a little bit of trivia, which I think is really interesting I would love to have seen. The original script contained material that alluded to Jason's father, which to date mm. remains the closest the series has ever come to shedding some light on this character. Around the graveyard, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, in the script, Pamela's headstone is next to Jason's, a reference to the fact that they some someone paid to have Jason buried, explaining why he was not cremated, as the, they said in Part 5. No one was listening to anything anyone said in Part 5, <laughs> so I'd forgotten about that before Part 6 even came up. There's also a final scene where Jason's father visits Jason's grave and pays Martin, the caretaker. Mm-hmm. And it would have been a really cool idea. But they sort of thought, you're kind of splitting the franchise a little bit. You're bringing in a character that we haven't seen. Where do we go from here if we were to have that? Mm. And they chose not to have it. Now, I can't remember if it's CJ Graham, but I think it is that's playing Elias Voorhees in that fan film yeah, that's yeah. being made at the moment, yeah. isn't it? I think he is. <clears throat> so that's kind of a nice touch, given that and info. And <clears throat> Matthews was in that um, Never Hike Alone. Yeah. yeah. He was the, right the, at the end, uh, the paramedic Ambo. at the end, yeah. yeah. So, you know, some of these guys are popping up in fan films and stuff, which I think is great. Yeah. You know, if There's people want to put yeah. Jason out there, the, I mean, the actual filmmakers don't want to. They're too busy fucking pitching pennies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, there was actually, there's actually a little 20-minute YouTube doco on Steve Dash. Because oh, really? he died, yeah. obviously, and they, they put this little YouTube doco together about him, which has some of that stuff. Like, he was working on, I think it's the same fan film. Yeah. So they put a bit of that together, which was interesting to see, the, you know, his interactions with the people that were putting it together and their willingness to kind of do that stuff, which is cool. Yeah. All right, Jared, your thoughts? Friday the 13th, part six. I think it's probably my favourite. Well, that changes, you know, when you watch the series, you sort of, you know, mix them up a little bit. I mean, usually, last week I thought part five was my favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. usually, usually five and, usually four and six yeah. swap places at the spot. Occasionally, Jason X will nudge its way up there for a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, this one usually comes out as my favourite because it, it was the first one, obviously, to take that path of, you know, it's getting, getting a bit ridiculous now, so we have to kind of use that and I thought they did it well like mm. they, they they found a found a couple of places for a little bit of comedy but then when you look at it the story with Tommy and and the sheriff and everyone it's actually played pretty straight yeah. and it works pretty well so yeah I think it's um, one of the more enjoyable some of the some of the kills and and um, some of the setups and that sort of thing aren't necessarily the most memorable through some parts of the movie I think that's where part four's got it covered mm. but I I kind of have them neck and neck really yeah so it's four yeah four out of five again I know that it's it wouldn't rank that high if I was just looking at every little technical aspect of the the movie and whatnot. but as a Friday fan yeah that's where I see it four out of five yeah I'm four out of five as well I think along with part four it's the best but for totally different reasons part four gives you classic slasher film but still keeps the sort of the scary, menacing part of Jason. This takes Jason into totally different territory. It's about having fun. And in a way, Jared, 
there were parts of it I felt it feels a bit like an action film. Mm. You got car chases and you got several car chases involved. You got yeah. crashes with the the RV. Yep. You've got the, the finale for me. There's fire. There's wrestling. They're underwater. She then cuts his throat. Yeah. That stuff was great. It was super exciting. Like it was really well done. And it actually, uh, Jason actually does kind of act like a zombie in, yeah. in parts of this this one too. Like the, when he's walking into the water and that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. So yeah. they knew that they were on a hiding to nothing because Jason had to be resurrected, but they did it in a really clever, really kind of, I think, fun way. Yeah. And I feel the, it's disappointing the film didn't get the kind of kudos it actually deserved. It's, it's actually getting it now yeah, because people are looking back on it now and saying, well, geez, you know, this was kind of meta before Scream and all these other films were, you know, like yeah. it was kind of bef- ahead of its time. Yep. Um, it's a real winner for me. It's four out of five for sure. The opening like for me is it feels totally different to every other Friday, basically. Yeah, um, certainly has, the ones that came before it, for yeah. sure. I mean, the later ones kind of do a little bit. They picked up a little bit in some aspects, but I don't think any of them did it as successfully as this one. No, because this one's kind of got gothic tinges and stuff. Yeah, like it yeah. feels the gothic style, and it's the humour is... Is a welcome addition for yep. me. Yep. Well, um, I mean, you had to the take the piss. Is, well, <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. I mean, Tom McLaughlin only really did what the audience was already kind of doing in some ways. By the time you get, you know, f- by the fourth movie, it was just like, you know, it's a little bit ridiculous that he can keep coming back. So you kind of by addressing that rather than forging on with this, you know, oh Jason's alive again, like by addressing it. And just saying it's a little bit ridiculous, but hey, we're going to run with it. I think that was that was one of the most successful things that they did. Yeah, and I love the fact that they bring him back, like Frankenstein. Yeah, the, the, the shot of lightning in the chest. Yeah, because exactly. then you knew he's a zombie. Well, that's he it. Zombified. It, kind of, it kind of goes to that classic monster territory. Yeah, where it's like, okay, well, Jason's a monster. We can accept that a bit, and then they play with it. They, it means it allows them to ramp up the things like him getting shot and just walking it off mm. without it being just totally ridiculous. It's like, yeah. okay, well, that's the path you're taking. We kind of, it kind of refreshed him. We already knew from five minutes in that that was the path. Yeah. Jason was unstoppable. Yeah. And I he mean, even but, says it, doesn't he? He says to him, he's even more powerful now. Yeah, when he, when, you know, when he brings him back, I mean, the bear's nothing but a bloody husk. Yeah, man. I know. Barely even that. He's got no fucking blood in his veins. <laughs> he's got nothing coursing through his veins. Unless so they, it's maggots. Yeah, they bring him back. And so you just, you run with it and you have a bit of fun rather than just... And look, who didn't want to see Horshack have his heart ripped out? <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, especially the fact that they went to the lengths of having him comment on yeah. his heart. Can't oh, God, I can't see <laughs> Okay. I love, too, how he races up and hits him with a shovel. And, yeah! and then it's like Jason barely flinches and just turns around. And, Would you have liked to have seen um, Travolta have there? <laughs> well, in a Jason picture? I don't know. Because he was circling he the drain as well in 86. Yeah, maybe if he was playing you know, a character similar to the Fanatic or something, he was... <laughs> You know, possibly. <laughs> Shit, I better put that trailer on Facebook just just for some laughs. <laughs> everything, like part four, like we said with part four, everything's just that little notch better. Mm. The writing's better, the direction's better, the production design's better, yep. the effects are better, the acting's better. 
Like, yeah. Like, I think Tom Matthews is really good as Tommy. He's, he's actually the – he's by far the best because there's a little bit of charisma and a bit of that about him. But I actually had a – because I, I didn't think greatly about anyone other than Tommy in mm. this film before I watched it again the other night. Big fan of Megan. I think she's one of the best final girls out there in the series for me. Yeah. Because she's slightly different and she's kind of got that sass and that kind of shit to it. Which I found okay, and I, I and I like the kind of the flirtatious relationship between them. Yeah. Not sure you'd want your daughter near someone you're accusing you of a mass being a mass murderer. No, but she makes questionable choices. She does, <laughs> but I I kind of dug I kind of dug that she was more the um the one who was pushing things forward. Yeah, I kind of like the the whole kind of rebellious streak. Yeah, and she angle. pushed things him him forward yeah. somewhat. Yes, he always had a plan, but he kept having those things where he'd say to her, "Look, you can't come." You know, this isn't. And then she just kind of blow him off. So I, I thought she was pretty good, but yeah, this everything's just a step above. Yeah. As opposed to say something like Part Five, you know, this one looks like Ben Hur in comparison how to dare Part you. Five. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, that's where that's how far Five dropped, because Four was so good, then Five just bottomed down. Yeah, Five's a stinker. We yeah. know that. It's good for comedic sticks like, sticks like demon after him. After him. <laughs> 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 Are you talking about noted takeaway food spruker and demon? Yeah. <laughs> no wonder well, no no he's having a fucking nasty shitty. He ate <laughs> everything known to man in that car. Yeah. But yeah, five had kind of dropped the ball substantially. Six picked it back up and then took things up another level. Yeah. So it was just a little bit more polished. Yeah. And and Tom McLaughlin tried to ramp up the tension a few times with those scenes rather than just having Jason bust in and kill everyone straight away. But he also did that too. Yeah. Like he gave you a bit of bit, bit of both. both. Like he tried to he tried to work it from both angles there, which I appreciated. Yeah, I did too. I I remember. Way, way back when I first saw Six, I thought the the James Bond opening was fucking stupid. Yeah. But I loved it. Once yeah. again, it just kind of... It fits. It, it winked at you. Yeah, it said, exactly. this is not to be taken seriously. Exactly. And, I mean, James Bond was kind of similar in a way. Yeah. Like, the, the, it, the, the over-the-top nature of it was just like, hey, you can't believe that any of this shit would happen, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be a, a rollicking ride and a bit of fun and yeah. that's kind of... It's kind of what they were going going for, and I think it really works because it once again within those first that opening sequence and then the credits, you understand the guy's is he's he's unstoppable zombie now. Yeah, I mean, I had I I had a friend who's really into horror, and he just hated this one, and he's like, oh, the the comedy didn't work and that sort of stuff, and I'm like, but do you honestly think that? watching those four films beforehand, that there was nothing that you thought that's fucking ridiculous and ha- didn't have a laugh at? Because there is in every one of them. There's Crispin Glover's dance move. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Crispin oh. Glover's dance move, Harold on the crapper. Like, there's, there's just silly <laughs> De- things. David's selling fucking egg rolls. Yeah, there's silly yeah. things in all of them. Yeah. And if you got upset that Tom McLaughlin kind of purposely made it silly... In, in a couple of parts, I'm just like, I don't I don't get that. Because he also gave it the proper respect and tried to hit the hit the marks that you wanted. Yeah. You know, you had all the scenes. But and he wanted you know, to play with it. Yeah. Which um, I, I thought was totally fine. 
Maybe I'm being, and, and look, um, yeah, this is just slightly going off a tangent, but maybe people would say I'm probably a little bit hard on five because, <laughs> in a way, five, the, the guilty pleasure about five is it's just so funny. Like, well, you, know, you have so much that's fun why, laughing at it. That's why I go back and still watch five occasionally. Because I don't watch it because it's the best one in the series, not by any stretch. But you get laughs out of it. That's why that's the biggest appeal for me now. Because you go back and you got Demon, you got you know the the you Junior? got the killer every time he's actually on screen. Are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, he's skittish and jumping every time something happens. Like, I don't know how you can watch it and not laugh. Really. <laughs> Are you talking to me, Sheriff? Your <laughs> fucking bloody clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like people would argue the same thing that I'm being too hard on five, and so you got to look at it from the perspective of five's kind of like amusing, like mm. the whole time. But six is played with a little bit of humour, but does try to give Jason that interesting, like still keep him interesting. On screen. Yeah. So they have a couple of really good sequences. The, the bit where he actually walks in, and sorry to jump ahead, but he walks in on the little girl. Yeah. And he stands over her, you know. There is a little bit of tension there. For a second you think, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. going to kill her, is he? Yep. And, and that, a, that's all the shit that was missing in the other one. Yeah, and there's a creepiness to that. You know, his, his mask is right up there and you can hear him breathing and that. And it's like. Yeah. And even, even scenes like where the cop is outside and the bushes are, you know, the bushes are going and you're thinking. He's going to come out, but he does enough. You're thinking, oh, is he going to come? Is he coming out now? Like you, yeah, yeah. you're kind of you're kind of on the edge of your seat. Yeah, which you didn't you didn't get in something like five. No, uh, unless it was a toilet seat. <laughs> What's that bloke doing? Pulling out the? Uh, I do love it. He pulls out that little mini gun out of the glove yeah, box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey. hey. Let's not do anything. I've got, I've got, got the remedy. I've got a fucking, I've got a cap scar to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just gets speared and thrown over Jason's head. Yeah. I kind of love that sequence because they, I, I never, I barely even remembered it. Yeah. Other than Jason standing in front of the car. And I, but I, I loved how he's just sort of standing still and they're kind of sitting there like, what do we do? They'll throw it in reverse and say, they start going in reverse and then, oh, no, we're going to get bogged, bogged. We'll scare him. We'll drive up right yeah. up to him. And then he just goes and pierces the tyre. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. As you said, it unfolds. There's a comedic element with the gun. It's just it's just spot on because yeah. they're nothing characters. They're yeah. absolutely nothing characters. But... The sequence is fun, and you get the payoff at the end. Yeah. Like, I just thought that was far better. Things like that were, were crafted far better than in some of the other Fridays. Yeah, yeah. It was a little bit shrewder, a bit smarter about how I did things. As I was saying before about Megan, the other thing I liked about that, she does a lot of the initiating of the romance. Yes, it's poor choices. <laughs> yeah. Uh, potential Jason suspect, <laughs> Tommy yeah. Jarvis, is not yeah. exactly the bloke to be fucking dating, is he? No. But the relationship between them felt kind of nicer than, say, something like Teddy in fucking Four. <laughs> you know, that yeah. kind of misogynistic she type of... She was put upon, yeah. obviously. Um, and it, I mean, no, but the thing was... She was instigating things with him. Yeah, like the yeah. thing in the car, put your head between my yeah. legs. And then she says something like, this is what I was after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? But she's making all the choices yeah. too. Like she's making the making the choices regardless of whether they're the good choices or the bad choices. Yeah. It's like, okay, she's well, she's a character who's been given given 
the option to make the choice. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's it runs all the way through it. Like exactly. the, the girl in the the, the lady at paintball who yeah. makes the other blokes look fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Then the bloke that's hacking at the tree. Bloody women. Out the world. Yeah, bloody women. And then, you know, it's, it's obviously, you know, as you said, it's a little bit meta before that, that stuff was going on. Yeah. Like he's, Tom McLaughlin's clearly commenting on, on as you said, the misogyny. The misogyny of those and, type of films. Yeah. It's so also the reason why the, the film has no nudity. Yeah. No nudity at all. Yep. It has one sex scene. But that it's played for laughs. Yeah, yeah, because the bloke is acting like you know he's he's wailing and kind of like it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. But like, look on his face funny. when she says, "Keep it up to the end of the song." He goes, "How long?" She goes, <laughs> ten more minutes, and he goes, <laughs> "Yeah." But he's kind of like he's I don't know. It's fucking it's hilarious because he's like thrusting his chest out and he's going, "Oh." <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's kind of like they f- he's flipped it a little bit on its head a yeah. touch about yeah. how the m- female characters, they kind of, they have taken the lead a little bit. Yeah, and... Uh, he kind of fluffs it near the end. Quite honestly, Court is the fucking bimbo character. Yeah, yeah. He's just a fucking bozo. He's an idiot. <laughs> but, you know, you, as you said, you get a few laughs, he's played for played for some laughs. and um, For some reason, I always laugh at him. What are you doing back there? Taking a dump? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was awesome. After uh, one of the kind of iconic Jason, yeah, Jason moments, yeah, yeah, that, that was a nice little add on <laughs> on top of that. Well, actually, I don't know why, but I got a, I, I got a real laugh this time out of him gibbering about the Native Americans, yeah. the rock poles and shit. Comes and along, knocks going, the rocks over, doesn't want to. See. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. What the, the kids are sitting there going, "This guy doesn't know what he's talking about." He's like, "Hey, you don't know, you don't know nothing about Indians." Like, let me tell you, it's just like. <laughs> This is ridiculous. Yeah, I, I I really like that idea of taking it, especially in 1986, where we were in the height of the slasher films going round and all of them were very, you know, violence against women and all that. Yeah, there, there was a lot of talk about that. I don't subscribe to that. I never have, you know. Like, that's not, I, you know, the, the Siskel and Ebert kind of rhetoric isn't really... For me, yeah, for but I can see you look back on him, you can see that the male characters dominate yep. these films and the women are usually killed, right? In this one, that's what I liked about Megan, she was actually initiating everything, he was kind of being led a little bit by her, yeah, yeah, he had a plan, and he kills way more blokes in this one, yeah, yeah, yeah heaps more. I mean, the all the paintballs are guys except one, except one. The campers, you've got caught. So all the coppers are all the coppers are all, yeah. Yeah, there's quite a few men killed in this one. But um, I just really liked that. I thought that was cool. The triple beheading. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. The whole paintball sequence. Like, it's such a random way to get some fodder in there. Yeah. But this, but is, was, where the, this is where the comedy sort of worked because it was entertaining. Like, those characters were just there. She's a damn company exec. Yeah, yeah. They, they were just there to get a couple of kills in while yeah. Jason was being kept out of the Tommy storyline. Yeah. So they all still thought it was Tommy. But you still needed you still needed Jason to off a couple of people. Exactly. So they were just there, but that whole sequence was entertaining. Yeah. It was fun to watch. And look, again, dialogue-wise, it worked. Yeah. It felt natural. Put on your headbands. And it wasn't <laughs> just nothing. It dead. wasn't just nothing. It wasn't just, oh, we need, this is how we need to do it. We need to get a couple of characters doing this, which part five is is massively guilty of. Part six, 
they've you know they they tried to add a little bit of comedy. They tried yeah. to have these people doing something we haven't there seen. There's a little bit of flavour to each character, yeah. just a little. Yeah. And when you've only but got the a girl couple of minutes, and moaning about the sandwich, and the other bloke going, "This is war," and all this, <laughs> yeah, right. on, and they both get shot, and he's still whinging, and the other bloke still saying, oh, "I'm hungry." <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. It was kind of just know, a little bit of little bit of spice. Yeah. Jared. Yeah. They flavoured the gumbo up a little bit. Just on those a little ones. bit. Um, no, unlike the bloody swill that Mar was cooking in the previous film, they, they added a bit of flavour to this one. <laughs> Come on in and eat my fucking stew! I'll tell you what, mate, the guy who's cleaning out the chicken fucking cooper eat it. <laughs> in between watching people have sex. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. Back to five. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's it's comedic goal, five. <laughs> As you said, five was five had a, just a little bit of fucking smuttiness. I and think there was urine in that far. fucking oh. in that uh, gumbo. <laughs> well, Ma was bloody spitting everywhere too, so that would have been that would have got in there. I love. I actually really liked having kids, the actual kids, at the camp. Yeah, because well, it just girl. added that another. Raise of the stakes. Yeah, the, the one girl that keeps seeing him is kind of reminiscent of Tommy Doyle in, in yeah, Halloween. Halloween. Like, you know, seeing the boogeyman, that sort of thing. It was, oh, yeah, I, I But also what I liked about it was it gave the counsellors something to fight for. Yeah, exactly. And something to protect. Yep. You actually had to protect something. You weren't just sort of wandering around the camp doing it up or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, mental health. <laughs> down by the lake. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> like we should do a follow-up episode on that because it's just yeah. rich. It's rich with comedic opportunities. Yeah. I know people that work in mental health, so perhaps we'll get them to you know <laughs> give, their, give their diagnosis <laughs> on the people that were actually in the place. <laughs> um, I, the dialogue, I talked about the dialogue before. There is just some real gems and they're kind of, they feel like, like 40s gangster film sort of stuff, like Hit the Noise and the Cherries. Yeah. That's what we call screwing the pooch. I am this punk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And then my personal favourite, wherever the red dot goes, you bang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, thought- know, I, I had a little giggle too about, you know, if I see you in this town again, you'll be wearing your ball <laughs> things. <laughs> of course. Of course, the yeah, lowbrow yeah. humour gets you every time. The lowbrow gets me. Look, that's, a, that's lowbrow 40s gangsters. Gangster humour. Yeah, I just love that because it gave it once again a signature style of it. Yeah. It's, it's another signature piece that he added on top of the 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 gothic nature of some of the, the shots. And he actually he actually said one time, if you watch it in black and white, it would feel like a B-horror film from the 50s. Hmm. You know, that would be... And that's a, that's a great way to look at it. You know, I think that that's, he's done a really good job to give it an aesthetic and a, a signature style that isn't at all in several of the others. Like, I mean, you look at... Part you look, five? You, you look at three, five, five <laughs> even eight. They don't have any flavour. They are just the template delivered which what with what fans should expect. That's basically what you're getting. Mm. Uh, and that's why six works for me. In general, I actually really like The Sheriff. Yeah. Like, going back... And seeing it this time, it's like, okay, so initially you're not down on the guy because he's making the right choices. He's actually kind of nice to Tommy in yeah. his own way. 
and gives him a couple of chances and then really only locks him up when it's like what any reasonable fucking lawman would do. Yeah. And then he's he's a stumbling block. But even then, you get the heroic qualities of him trying to save the save his daughter and save the, yeah. the kids. Yeah. So the whole way through, even when he was up against Tommy, I still liked him. I think they, they did a really good job of not just making him this frustrating character yeah, who yeah. just wouldn't listen. He's they just actually, in the way and just des- desperate yeah, to cock things up. They put him in the way, but they actually gave him... I'm not saying it's like some grand characterization or you know some, some you know fantastic piece of writing but they gave him enough there that you were still on the on the guy's side yeah and i think his performance is actually very good yeah he's um, a better actor than you used yeah, to with yeah. <laughs> in this sort of fair <laughs> <laughs> yeah look yeah he's 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 a bit more seasoned yeah i think he's yeah. a bit more seasoned Grizzled? Yeah, he's grizzled. And apologies for using so many uh, metaphors about, you know, herbs and spices to, to his, <laughs> explain this film. But Yeah, you're cooking up a fucking Look, cigar style. Uh, uh, is it fair to say he's salty, Jared? Yeah, yeah, he's a little bit salty. A little <laughs> <laughs> he's a little bit overcooked. <laughs> slightly. A little bit crispy. He's been seared on both sides, I think. Is it fair to say? But I believe he was actually an acting coach. I'm going to start calling you Casey Rod. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was actually an acting coach. That yes. was what it said in Chris Lake Memories. Mm. And some of those people in the film had worked with him. So maybe that's the coached. reason why it felt... And coached by him, yeah. So maybe that's why it felt a little more natural yeah. between some of those characters. I'll tell you another big thing about this one. Likeable characters. Yep. Not assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not wall-to-wall assholes. Yeah. That, you know, anyone who's an asshole is kind of only mindly in the film. Mm-hmm. Or they're an asshole who you're supposed to laugh at. Yeah. So, you know, the, the deputy, the, the even deputy. The deputy, though, even he doesn't come across as an asshole the whole time. No. He comes across as a guy who's trying to do his job right, but just slightly misguided, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so they did a really good job, again, of infusing it with people that you're supposed to like yeah. and actually do like. Yeah. For which is good. Part. I actually, uh, going back a little bit, Wonderful to see another classic example of the um, well-adjusted, completely normal cemetery caretaker in film. <laughs> I love that bloke, though, when he goes, dig him up, and he, he fucking immediately goes for a bottle of grog and goes, bang, just builds down. drops. Dig him up. What do you think I am? Some sort of fart head. <laughs> right, probably not the best, uh, best bit of dialogue in the film. But still... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. I loved him, mate. He was great. Yeah. He's, um, he's again, again, small like, role, but does what yeah. it's supposed to do. And the kill for him, too. I kind of, I really loved how he throws a bottle and then just kind of stands there waiting for it to smash. <laughs> obviously, it doesn't. Yeah. And then he um, just cops it in the neck. Yeah. But was... see, again, I even like that bit where Tommy had dug him up and Martin could see that the grave was partially open and Jason's foot uh, foot was sticking out yeah and he just assumes it's Jason yeah and doesn't bother to check it out and I like the fact that you know that Horshack fell in there yeah so it kind of just it again explains why no one's fucking checking it out yeah, yeah. nobody's looking they're just bearing, covering him over should have known mate it's not, his boot's not full of maggots like Jason's was yeah 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 the guy, that, oh, that guy doesn't look like a husk. <laughs> he looks like he may have some yeah, entrails. Yeah. There's a little bit, there's a little <laughs> bit of skin. <laughs> Alice Cooper, 
See? <laughs> this is another thing, mate. You throw in a bit of that. You, you, you chuck in a couple of Alice Cooper tracks. Yeah, including, right. including one that sounds for all money like a fucking poison song. Is that the Teenage Frankenstein? No, or is it the Hard no, Rock Summer? Hard Rock Summer. It's just like poison. Yeah. But back then, 86, you're talking rock and roll, you know, a hair metal rock was going on, Alice Cooper was big. Yep. Yeah, it made sense. And I'm a, I'm a Teenage Frankenstein guy, the one no, that's playing no. in the RV. I'm a man behind the mask guy. Yeah, it depends on which version you get. Hmm. The one that's got Any a bit more me. pump to it little is more better. A pep- little more pepper? Yeah. If it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bit of spice, a little bit of chilli on that one. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that's got a little bit more pepper <laughs> is the better version. There's two, I believe. Yep. I think that the um, the, the less the, the non, non-peppered version Look, I'll is take on either. Spotify. I'll take either. Yeah, I'll take either. <laughs> but I like that, you know. Chucking Alice Cooper in with a horror film makes sense. Yeah. Like it, 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 it makes sense. Yep. Um, it's not like plucking someone from somewhere and just going, you know, oh, they don't really fit this mould, but we'll chuck them in here. Mm. So I, I like that. I thought that was good. As I said before, the movie never drops pace. It's 85 minutes, and it's pretty sh- pretty sharp 85. It, it, it never runs out of any steam. No. Not, and partially not because I think they... They've they've gone slightly actionish with yeah. the film, but as as we were saying, when they when they had the uh, when they had the sequences where Jason was still on the periphery, where they still didn't believe Tommy, where Tommy was you know being blamed for it all, they still found those little things for Jason to do to yeah. kind of punch it up a little bit. And then, as you said, when everyone becomes aware that Jason's there, it really kind of ramps up. For yeah. But, but I like that you throw that. in a couple of car chases here. Car chases, and I, I must admit, I could not stop laughing at the like that the sequence where that Megan and Tommy are trying to outrun the cops, and the he goes, "I got the license plate on the car." What about the make? Oh, I got the whole enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when he finally, when they finally stopped them. She's she's sitting there like that, and, and the father's got the shotgun just near the door, and she goes into the line, and Tommy's head just comes up yeah. and out of between yeah. the legs. It's like fucking he's the good idea, mate. The look on his face is spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, but yeah, they, he thinks I'm a mass murderer and trying to sleep with his yeah. daughter. So they do a good job of that, as you said. It, it kind of flashes. It it, it goes qu- quickly. Yeah, it, it doesn't sort of get bogged. Like five got bogged. The, <laughs> the thing about five, fuck, why? There's a lot of. <laughs> I guess yeah, there was a lot of bog in five. The thing about five was you had more kills than any other Friday film, but yet it was super boring and super slow at times. And that's that's unacceptable when you've got twenty odd kills. Mm. It really should be shrewd, swiftly paced, and six made up for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think six has sixteen kills or something. Still, it's quite a substantial body count, but not not at the higher echelon. So it's it's really well paced for mine. You hit the nail on the head. There's no absolute showstopper kills. You know, nobody's eyeballs getting popped out. <laughs> um, no one's having their uh, you know, being belted, having their head belted <laughs> off. No one's getting belted in a sleeping bag. You know, yep. it doesn't have any of those iconic ones. But you know, I love it. Jason's all hands, mate. Yeah, yanking yeah. women out the window and twisting their head off. The one in the the one in the camper van, obviously. Yeah, pushing the head in. The, he uh, uh, he 
squeezes one guy's brains out and then bends the sheriff's arm yeah. <laughs> two minutes later. Yeah. It's like the guy's just, he's just on a bit of a tear. He's the sheriff <laughs> is the one that, I don't know, doesn't quick, doesn't come up quite enough in the in the the Jason's Greatest Hits conversation. <laughs> <laughs> You're folding, a man? Folding a bloke in half, literally. <laughs> Uh, that, 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 that tie on your agenda? That's a good one. That's a good one. Especially, um, just to use a bit of your language again, he was copping a bit of curry before that. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, been, he'd been belted around the head with a rock, still managed to, still managed to fold the sheriff in half. <laughs> I still think they should have had a, a, a you know, come across him on the ground. I would like to have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was, he was just folded up like a camp chair. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a funny shot. His head in, uh, in some sort of, you know, writhing pain or whatever with his feet next to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they missed out on that one. That could have been funny. I really liked the sequence where the girl tucks the little girl into bed and she stands up. And Jason's just at the window right there. Mm. And then she's walking through the middle of the cabin checking on the kids and he's mirroring her just outside the cabin. Yep. You know, watching her. And, again, there's a little bit of tension to that because you think she's going to come out through the door and he's going to be right there. But but he's not. And I like that. Then a few minutes later she's back in the in her cabin. The door swings open. And then it swings closed, and then she goes. So she goes to close it, and he busts in. You know, like it, yeah. they kind of play a little bit with it yeah. with the conventions. Yep. And I kind of like the fact that they've done all these things where you know they bent blokes in half and <laughs> cut, cut three heads <laughs> off at once, and all these rip blokes' arms off. But then they kill her, but they barely show it. Well, that's where they did it around those camp and cabin sequences. They they actually managed to wring a little bit of the tension out there, yeah. which was good. But you know, they ki- kills her. You don't see it, and then all you see is the aftermath, which is just blood everywhere. Yeah. You know, you know that she's been absolutely hacked to pieces. Yep. Speaking of husks, <laughs> she would have been asked. But I like that, a little bit of restraint, again, taking a different approach rather than going for, okay, well, we have to make this gorier and gorier. Yeah. We've already done all this. Let's make this one the worst, you know, type of thing. So I like that. It showed a bit of restraint, showed a little bit of, you know, care for mm. the for – the, what he was going for. Yep. Which I thought was really good. Agreed. The two young boys, <laughs> they're only in it for like three minutes, but they rip out a couple of awesome lines. Like there's the one with Court where he's telling him about the yeah the Indians and then yeah. the kid just goes, if the rest of it's going to be like this, <laughs> <laughs> we're in for a rough week, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. And then later on he goes, what does he say to him? He says to the kid, when Jason starts killing everyone, they, they go and put the boys in with the girls. Yeah. One of the kids goes, so what do you think? And the other kid, kid goes, I think we're dead meat. <laughs> <laughs> and then it comes back and the, one of the kids goes, so what did you want to be when you grew up? <laughs> Good. I, I just love that. He was only like a couple of minutes of those kids. Yeah. They were minor characters, but again... But that's the thing, that's, as you were saying, they're not nothing characters. Yeah. They're, they're, that, those couple of lines are kind of memorable. Yeah. So they're, they're sort of, yeah, 
it's it none of it's none of it's just tossed aside as oh this is just we've got to get through a couple of minutes to get back to Jason. It's actually yeah. treated like and let's I try think and make this entertaining. I think that's the overarching big positive from it is they treat the characters as important as Jason rather than we have to get to a death. Somebody yeah. has to die. Yes, he get he does that. But he does it in such a way that you at least feel something for the characters and you like them. Yep. I actually thought the the finale, this is my final like, the finale is actually exciting. You know, it's not just someone standing in front of Jason. Even part four has a very small chase, a couple of little sort of jolt scares where he busts in on him and yep. then it ends with her and him facing off in the living room. Yeah. And then Tommy coming in. The this big difference being the kind of nod to part two, I yeah, guess, yeah. where she's Im- imitating. And I'm not saying I didn't like that. It, it worked for four. Yeah. It worked for four. But this one felt like they were trying to sort of spread spread out and get into a little bit of action territory. Yeah. So the finale still, has that. While still while still giving us those nods, like the yeah. Jason jumping out of the water yeah. in a pose that's pretty similar, you know, when he's, yeah. when he's jumping onto the boat. Yep. Um, and I, lo- I just love it. You know, he sets fire to the water around the boat and, and then Jason, he, he, at one stage he's hovering over one side of the boat thinking Jason's going to come up and then he comes up from behind him. Yep. All that stuff's great. And then the, the fact that they actually get both Tommy and Megan involved in Jason's death rather than just having Tommy fight it out with him. You know, like Tommy puts the thin rock around his neck but then gets... Jason strangles him, yeah. and then she has to come to his rescue. Uses the the boat propeller on Jason's neck. So I like that again. You, you, you're getting both your final protagonists involved. Hmm. Yes. But yeah, I think it's a really good finale. Yeah, I thought it was good, and it gives you that iconic kind of Jason under the water with the chain around the neck. Yeah, finish, which is one of the more memorable ones again. Yeah. So, any other likes for you, man? No, key likes. We've uh, covered that all fairly well. All right, dislikes. Not uh, many. Not a lot, but it's a couple of things I didn't go for. I'm not quite sure why we had to see Jason's eyes open seconds after he's been electrocuted. Like to me, that's a jump scare in the making. You know, it's a decent one. Yeah. He gets electric. He gets jolted, and then suddenly you see his eyes go. And you know he's alive, mm. so there's no tension in that. No, I did like the visual. The I visual did like was the cool. Visual of his eyes, but yeah, you're right. It's like, it kind of takes. I mean, I, we knew we were getting there, so I guess that's why I forgive that one a little bit. Yeah. And they did try to ring that tension a bit later on. We knew. I mean, it's called Jason Lives. Yeah, we knew of course. he was coming back. Of course, so, but but you could, as you said, you could have just grabbed yeah. me another jump scare. I just think. Yeah, I wasn't too down on that because when the lightning hits the spike, you know he's Yeah, you alive. know he's alive. So. You know, based on the laws of the human body, I'm not sure how. <laughs> but. We're not, we're not looking too deep. I'll, add, I'll let that go. We already know that, you know, the bloody Crystal Lake medical practitioners aren't, um, you no, know, they're not paying attention either. So yeah, they, wouldn't, I'm, they wouldn't know. I'm looking at you, Axel, <laughs> in part four. Yeah, they wouldn't know either. Yeah, exactly. So. I just felt it was a, it was a missed opportunity. Mm. He and for a, for a director who'd pretty much got all his opportunities and found taken them, it just felt a little bit. He could have got something more there. Yeah. Um, um, I was not a fan of uh, 
the shots of Jason striding through the forest in day in broad daylight. He kind of looks like Bigfoot. <laughs> wandering through the fucking wilderness. You know, yeah, like a probably, man on a mission. Yeah, probably, probably could have done without that. Plus, um, maybe he was training for the bloody crystal like 10k or well, as well. let me tell you something, mate, because I believe he was the, the he was not that was not CJ Graham. That was their initial guy. Mm. Uh, he'd been eating some pies. <laughs> well, if you look closely, yeah, he wasn't. Well, that's why he was in training. So when he was out of shape later, when you see him later, he's dropped a couple of kilos. Obviously, when Jason was buried under the ground, he'd uh, got to eating somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Sure, how? That's a, that's a large shirt full of maggots you got there, Jason. <laughs> because yeah, I believe, you, when, yes. When you're a husk and then you come back with <laughs> with a, um, you know, slight weight problem. <laughs> doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't look the best, You've I guess. gone from husk to, you know, sort of, let's face it, tubby fat ass <laughs> pretty quickly after you've woken up. Yeah, that's problematic. Yeah. Overall, I felt Jason was a little bit stiff. I mean, obviously, being a zombie, that was what they were going for. A very sort of lot of stiff robotic type of movements, which is mm. what he did. I'm, I'm not as big on that that interpretation of Jason as I was in, say, something like Four. Yeah. I didn't mind Jason in this one. I actually liked the look, the gloves. And yeah, the, I, the look was good. Yeah, there was parts where I, I, I wasn't so big on it. it it's... Uh, there were a couple of know, times too. I, I, like, I like. I felt like it fit because yeah. they went for the the Frankenstein kind of comparison early on, and I felt like there was parts where that's what it was. There yeah. was kind of a mindless kind of aspect to it where. And I did like some of the shots where he kind of you know, he's looking at something and then he kind of goes and just sort of turns his head like when he walks up and the RV's rocking. Yeah. And he's he's sort of hockey mask comes into shot and then he kind of goes, and he actually gives it that kind of Michael Myers head tilt. Yeah. He sort of looks to see what's going on. But I just felt, as far as Jason's go, this is not one of my top. Probably not the best. No. Probably not the best of the best. Um, but obviously, you know, CJ Graham was given a slightly different requirement. Yeah, I think he had a different character to work on, I guess. Yeah. I think he what he was, what he was doing was what he was yeah. asked to do, yeah. I suppose. I and get that sense. Did it successfully, I guess. Yep. So we talked a little bit about this, but Megan, like, <laughs> choices. The choices. I'm on Dad's side here. Look, he just wants the best for you. Yeah. <laughs> flirting with the bloke in the, in Tommy's the lockup. A, Tommy's a possible murderer. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> flirting with the bloke in the lockup isn't the best idea. No. Nah. Okay? That's not where you want to be. I know it's a small town. Choice. Slim pickings. But <laughs> the choice, that's not the choice. Yeah. That's not where you go. No. Nah. But then when you've kind of gone from that to, yeah, he's possibly murdered someone... But you're still keeping it on the download. Yeah, I'll come pick you up. Yeah. That's just fucking... Yeah. Some poor choices. Poor I choices, mean, mate. I felt that was possibly a little bit lazy in trying to get them together. Yeah, I thought by using different, that. I thought they could have worked around it a little yeah. bit better. Like that, like they kind of sort of... If maybe he had more time, you know, he could have come up with something a little more believable. Yeah. Because the only time she actually realises he didn't do it was when... She asked about oh, yeah. when they found the corpses. He was with me. He was with me. Okay, then now you know he's not a murderer. Prior to that, you're going on good faith here for a bloke that's, that's been uh, exactly been locked up. And by the way, Dad tells you pretty soon that he'd been early on that he'd been in a mental hospital. Yeah, he's not ticking a lot of boxes. No, no look, <laughs> look, look. If he's on Tinder, he's not. Uh, 
I think it's a swipe. Swipe right. <laughs> so, um, I found the death of oh, Martin shit. and the two motorcyclists. That feels shoehorned in. And yep. and from what I believe, it was. It was, yeah. Look, the... Uh, so, yeah, the, the picnicking couple, Martin... Um, Who the fuck's out having a picnic <laughs> in the middle of the night? Especially at Crystal <laughs> I mean, I know they changed the name, but they looked old enough to know better. <laughs> but also, the, the two initial campers, they were barely linked. They felt shoehorned as it was, even though they were kind of connected to the story. And they Yeah, a little bit on. less shoehorned than Martin and Kate. The paintballers were the same. They yeah, were, they were all they were in terms of the story was oh they were found killed. Yeah, I mean I, um, I, I I'm not as hard on those ones because I know obviously yes you needed fodder, and those guys and and as you said the paintball guys was a pretty random yet amusing way to get some fodder in. Well, they were all entertaining enough. Yeah, but but, but none I of them were I felt the two connected. got two on the motorcycle, like that was a slot a bridge too far. Well, we at least all, knew Martin. I mean, any of them, any of them were just, they were just there. It probably stands out more because there's probably more of a story running through this one than there is in a lot of the other ones. Yeah. So when a couple of characters are just there to knock over, it's it's much more, it stands out much more. <laughs> That's what I felt. <laughs> Not to lay the boot into five any further, but do you mean like the guy who turns up in his Corvette outside the diner and proceeds to go, oh, no! the whole fucking time we're getting sports of coca? But six fix not not fixes it because you're spot on. A lot of those characters, those fodder characters, seem, are, are pretty much disconnected from the rest of the story. But six does enough of a job to, as you say, make them interesting. Makes them all interesting yeah. enough. Like all of them, even the even the picnickers. I was kind of laughing. At I do like scenario. when she goes, "Yeah, we should really, you know." And he's like, oh, you know, I've been working out, I'm sore. Oh, it's a messy act. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, like, there's a laugh to be had. And yeah. I think that's the reason why I'll probably cut it a little slack. Yeah. But th- that particular sequence, you can see it's been jammed in there. It's too, it's too hard to... It, was, it wasn't in the initial cut, I believe. They added it later. Yeah. And it just feels not right. It doesn't... Like, I think we could have done without it. And kept the Elias Voorhees at the end. I think that would have been just a nice switch. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see where that went too. Because, mm. you know what? Because guaranteed the next person would have run with it in some way and fucked well, it up. Well, you know, <laughs> it would have been a cult. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's Halloween. Yeah, um, yeah, he would have been, he would have strolled in in a black coat and, uh, you know, 
blown the top off Jason's gravestone. <laughs> 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 Taking him somewhere else. Um, the thing about it is, I would have approached Tom McLaughlin to do a sequel. Yeah, but <laughs> too busy pinching pennies. Mate. Yeah, well, they dropped a budget but of also, 2.9 million. It wasn't budget. anywhere near as successful as yeah. they wanted it to be. Yeah, I mean, if, they, if it had been a success, I could have seen them approach, like saying to him, well, where would you have gone Yeah, with the next part of this? i tell you what I love about the sheriff, though. We need to get over to the camp. <laughs> There's trouble. <laughs> yeah, Jason, Jason is on the loose, says Tommy. Um, have you have you called over the camp? The phone's disconnected. So, uh, sorry, you're not worried? <laughs> the no, fucking no. phone is disconnected and this bloke is telling you that a mass murderer is on the loose. You don't, you're hauling ass over there to check that out, aren't you? Yeah, but look, you're, you're a two-person unit. You really... <laughs> yeah, you know, but you, you send... Don't stretch, you don't want to stretch the wings. You send old, mate. mate. You don't want to spread the wings. You do yeah, but, you know, someone's got to get lunch. <laughs> someone's got to go down and visit what used to be Harold's store and get a case of food poisoning off the bloody donuts and yeah, sandwiches yeah. down there. I felt that the sheriff, I would like to have seen the sheriff put up more of a fight. I mean, yeah. Well, I felt, he, I felt as, as <laughs> yeah. Jason goes, he did. As well as you can before you turn into a member of Circus Holloway. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah, a permanent member of Circus Holloway because you've had your fucking head stuck up your own ass. But he, he, yes, he shoots Jason, which is fine. But when he actually tackles him, he hits him with a rock maybe once or twice and then he just gets bended up. Yeah, but before that. Like, he, obviously, he shot him, but then when they're on the deck, he lays the boot in. Yeah, I would like to have seen him, him really. He rolls him in. over, he hits him a couple of times. I guess the, the thing was, Jason was a unkillable machine, so yes. you weren't really going to get anywhere with that. Yeah. We I mean, <laughs> we, we had to save been, that type that of thing for already, part eight. By that point, he'd already been shot and walked it off, so... Like, yeah, the I, fact that he got... The fact that he was on the deck and... It, you know, he'd given him a few. It was a pretty good effort. That was kind of where it was, yeah. That, that I felt like, relative to what had already happened to Jason, <laughs> that was okay. But he still had the energy to fold you in, in half. <laughs> and the last thing for me was, Tommy, be more careful with the fucking gasoline in the boat. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, that shit was everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the moment he strikes the match, the entire <laughs> yeah, boat yeah. goes up. <laughs> your plans out, yeah. When your boat's flaming, your boat's on fire, you're in trouble. I might have missed something, but I didn't quite get the ring of fire plan because Jason was coming from under the under the water, wasn't he? Yeah, but I think his idea was that he he that was a tight circle. <laughs> it was a tight circle. Yeah, but you required to be above the water. To but be... it meant that if Jason leapt up, he get, he catches fire. I think that's the idea. Really? And he did. He did catch fire. Yeah, that. I, I mean, he walked point. it off. Yeah, because he's in water. So all he's got to do is fucking dip back down and he's not on fire anymore. Yeah, I'm not really quite sure. I think it was more for just visual effects. It was visual effects. <laughs> yeah, it was visual. You know, it was a visual. Let's put his boat in a ring of fire. Okay, We won't, we won't worry too much about why he's doing that <laughs> yeah. or anything. But Because, well, Tommy kept telling everyone he had a plan. I'm still... Like, The Rock. Yeah, okay, I get that. Don't know what the rest of the plan but was. But see, I like the idea that... Take Jason back to where he belongs. Yeah. Which is under the water. Where he drowned. I like that. Full circle coming back. It showed that Tom McLaughlin had read or at least looked at 
or at least one of the previous. He movies. skimmed. <laughs> <laughs> he skimmed. He read. He read the cliff notes. He he said he watched them all back to back. Yep, and he he referenced the ones that probably should have been referenced. Yeah, basically, which wasn't much. Because I even like the way they give a short. Megan gives that short speech about Jason and her, his mother. Yeah, and it's and only then, for like it's only ten taken. seconds it's about, or fifteen yeah. seconds, but it just covers the, and the again, key point. It's a bit of a piss take. Yeah, and then she points to all the kids. You know, yeah. like I only think of one thing worse. Mm-hmm. So those things I liked. Um, but yeah, Tommy, mate, keep the gasoline. <laughs> like, yeah, be careful with that. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget about fucking being drowned. Tommy <laughs> set the bloody pier on fire. The boat. <laughs> everything's going up. It's <laughs> oh, he's been leaking it from the bloody car and set the camp on fire too. The kids were safe until you set the fucking cabin on fire, you idiot. <laughs> oh, God. Any other dislikes for you? No, that was it. Pretty slim. I felt it was a fair, you know, I felt it was uh, the, the spices were balanced in this. Do you feel it mixed thing? well from a booyah base, <laughs> like from a booyah base perspective? What else can you put in there? A bit of Cajun spice, a bit of paprika? I was like calling that. it a gumbo. So we're on gumbo. cross purposes here. You've got a booyah base brew and I've yeah, got a gumbo. I no, I think you're acting, you're, you're like Casey Ryback. You're talking about, the, <laughs> you're talking about all the spices and how they need to do this and that. So you're cooking the booyah base. I, I think you thought you were cooking a gumbo, but you've ended up with a bubble base because you've got no fucking yeah, idea what you're doing. Yeah. I thought it was a gumbo. I thought what you did is just threw things in a pot together. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly what Casey Ryback was doing. Cigar was just talking rubbish. No, oh, no he wasn't. He was fucking baking a cake. He was beefing up a cake. That's it. Shit, Ryback. Uh, yeah. Ryback's tactics. I can tell you right now, but Ryback's tactics, once again, to be off the tangent here, but... Ryback's Tactics is a must-miss book. <laughs> now. So you skipped to part two. Part two, he was cooking a cake. Part one, I'm sure it was a bull of base. Yeah, it was a bull of base. <laughs> I believe Gary Busey spat in it because <laughs> it's yeah. an extra flavour. Probably tasted better. <laughs> All right, that's Friday the 13th, part six. So girl probably Jason got that recipe at the top of some fucking mystical mountain. Uh, Maybe he found the recipe in the Crystal Caves. Oh. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> that guy. Honestly, he's a menace. <laughs> but that's Friday the 13th, part six. Jason lives. We, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Podomatic. Deezer? No response. <laughs> Still waiting. It's Still waiting. Unless I... Would you like another episode to listen to, Deezer? <laughs> They've got access to a whole catalogue, so no wonder they haven't heard. We haven't heard. Well, from that's them. probably why we haven't heard from them. They love it so much that they're working their, working yeah. their way through. Yeah, I think not. Um, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Like us on Facebook at Thrillme Podcast Australia. Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. And on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. I recently I put out a, maybe that's why I've got Friday the Part Five on the brain. I put out an Instagram post of Demon getting um, impaled in the toilet and yep. just put the line, "It's them damage." <laughs> so maybe I'm just I got myself caught up in Part Five. I apologise for going off tangent. Keep an eye on our Facebook page for details of our next film. But until then, take it easy.
and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.